0: Crowhill here. Today we drink an Amber Ale and discuss Crazy Predictions and Futurism. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. So, uh, what's on your mind today? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. What did he do? Uh,
1: He didn't do anything much, really. Uh, Not a very well-known fellow at all. No, yeah. But uh, as you recall, we were at Trivia Night. Yeah. And the question was decades. Okay. So we had to... Yeah, match the thing uh, to the decade. Match the thing to the decade, and Babe Ruth's home runs, and the end of Prohibition, and and when uh, Albert Einstein died. Right. So we're, th- we're trying to work our way through this. We're going, well, it couldn't have been the 50s because that means he would have been alive during the Manhattan Project. Right. And, and he if he yeah. was alive, well, obviously he would have been part of it. Right. right? Yeah. Not true. No. He actually did. It, 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 so we said the 40s. Yeah. He must have died before the Manhattan Project or yeah. why, why else wouldn't the guy have been a part of it?
0: Yeah. Turns out he was died in the 50s. Okay. And uh, what's up with that? I don't know. So, what, what, did they correspond with him? Did they ask him for his advice? I mean, you'd think the Manhattan Project, you'd want Albert Einstein involved. Well, I don't know. Is this a hint
1: here? Is this...
0: Okay, this, uh, this quote from Albert Einstein? Yeah. There's not the slightest indication that nuclear energy will ever be obtainable. It would mean that the atom would have to be shattered at will. So, do you think he was kicked off of Team Manhattan? <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I don't know.
1: Maybe. So I mean okay, now, of course, Manhattan Project was uh, another, what, 10 years later? What When yeah. did they start working on Mid-40s, right?
0: I mean, uh, yeah. How long did it take him to... It, it was a few years before that, because we didn't drop the bomb 40 until 45, 45. So, yeah. let's
1: just say 42, 43. Yeah. So, in the 10 years, do you think that he, you know, changed, changed his, his... mind? You know. know? Or, or do you think that there's like, dude, we're going on without you, yeah. and... Uh,
0: I don't know. I, that's actually an interesting question. I'll have to look that up because uh, obviously he's a. I find, guy. Yeah, I
1: found, it, I found it surprising that yeah. he was. The Manhattan
0: not... Project is, is pretty fascinating. He had some, like, Feynman was involved in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, pretty interesting people. All right, so um, to make up for last episode's disaster of my homemade uh, gluten beer, I, I mean, gluten free beer, I decided to get a professionally made gluten free Ambrail from Greens. And it's interesting what's in this one. Um, it says that it has buckwheat, millet, sorghum, and brown rice. All, Come all, on. Of, those. all of those are gluten I thought grapes. if you had wheat in your name, you were guaranteed. Yeah, well, apparently buckwheat is a different thing. I guess it is. Buckwheat does not have um, gluten in it. So here we have this lovely color. Yeah. V- very yep. nice yep. looking uh-huh. embryo. Right. Right. Bordering on brown. Yeah, I like that. And uh, not a whole lot of interesting aroma, in my opinion. What a nice flavor! That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Got it's got a nice uh, mild maltiness. Yeah, yeah. Low hop.
0: Uh, yeah, if right. If you were, if you, if you were stuck being uh, gluten free, this would be a good choice. I, I like this one. Be terrible.
1: Gosh, but.
0: You at least do have an outlet. Yeah, there are are some gluten-free beers. Stuck
1: with wine and cheap vodka rest of your life, you could enjoy could enjoy a beer every once in a while.
0: So this this is interesting. Of course, according to the uh, German purity law, it's not actually beer, but I I say it's pretty good. I say that's fine beer. Mm -hmm. Very good. So for our gluten-free listeners, try this one out: Greens. That's Greens. it. That, that's, Dis- the,
1: that's, the, that's, the, that's the brewer.
0: That's the brewer. Greens Discovery Gluten Free Amber Ale. Oh yes,
1: yeah, got it. Yeah, nice malting of yeah, aftertaste,
0: I, I it's like- just,
1: and it's a. It's not what you would call that that clean flavor. It's no. actually
0: cloying. It's and a li- nice, little bit of cloying. it's I'm it, okay I give it a little bit of that, that, that like brown sugar kind of a mm-hmm. flavor to it. Yeah, I like it. I but like there's it. nothing. But there's nothing brown sugary in there. Right, just straight up malts. Straight up malts. Very nice. Okay. So so, what are we doing here? So we're talking about futurism and people who think they can predict what's going to happen, and the the this is a road a well paved road full of lunacy. I have I have seen like pictures of God, I mean
1: like black and white interviews of famous bunny ears where air quotes futurism where futurists who are famous for their futurism, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were doing the black-and-white TV uh, talk show circuit, and just terrible. Yeah. Just absolutely terrible. But they're kind of no-name figures. What have you presented me with
0: are actually smart people. These are smart people. The first one we had was well, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Yeah. Hate
1: to knock him down right from the get-go, but, I mean, yeah, and these, nothing, are, heads of, these are
0: heads of industry.
1: These are people who were leading thinkers of their time. Yeah, how about It'll be this a one? a terrible job.
0: A, a internal memo at Western Union. The telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. The device is inherently of no value to us. And your job is to send messages from here to there. <laughs> right, but telephone, forget that. What a stupid <laughs> idea. Useless. Yeah, how about this one? Rail travel at high speed is not possible because passengers unable to breathe would die of, of asphyxia. Well, I mean, once you get over the speed of a horse, it's dangerous. I mean, yeah. what does he think? The air is just going by too fast. And you for can't... you to breathe. Yeah, as if, as if when you're <laughs> sitting in the carriage of a train, the air is flying bas- past you. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, the misunderstanding of physics in there is just kind of astonishing. Thomas Watson, the chairman of IBM, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers.
1: Yeah, how long was he the chairman? Oh, apparently not too long, or he would have
0: tanked the company. You know? I know. Gosh. Yeah. It, oh, but you know, it's... back back in those days, you would think, what would a computer do? You know, like why would anybody need this kind of power? To, well, in yeah, in the nineties,
1: a, a friend of mine said, "What am I going to do with a personal computer?" And I'm yeah. like, "I really don't know." But just they just seem kind of fun. Uh, what do you going to store recipes on it? I I, I don't.
0: So, so, you know, we're always told these days to trust the experts, right? That we should listen to the people in authority who know. How about the president of the Royal Society, Lord Kelvin? Right. Um, I, I think he's a pretty impressive guy. He said x-rays will prove to be a hoax. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, smart people, generally speaking, are smart about some narrow thing. And where they go astray is when they try to get outside of their expertise. In yeah, my opinion. Although so, yeah I, I, I agree, but these guys are heads of the
1: major corporations that are still around because they have embraced future technology. However, there's always a dud in there somewhere, like Henry Morton, <laughs> uh, to, uh, his, re, his reflections on the light bulb. Everyone acquainted with the subject will recognize it as a conspicuous failure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, because how many light bulbs do you think you've run across today? <laughs> I, I can see like eight of them, right, right, from where we're standing. All right, the horse is here to stay, but the automobile is only a novelty, a fad. Oh boy, that's President a of the Michigan Savings Bank advising Henry Ford's lawyer not to invest in the Ford Motor. So yeah, Company. how about
1: the Boeing engineer who? Uh, there, there were at the time there was the two forty-seven twin-engine plane that holds ten people. There will never be a bigger plane built. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Um, How, sir, would you make a ship sail against the wind and currents by lighting a bonfire under her deck? I pray you excuse me. I have not the time to listen to such nonsense. That's Napoleon Bonaparte.
1: Uh, referring to Robert Fulton's
0: steamboat.
1: Steamboat. Yeah. yeah. Now,
0: now Napoleon was not stupid, but he also was. He was not like a, a scientist or a technology guy. But and was,
1: you're right. He really didn't do anything. He, right. He didn't. He didn't have any control of the navy. He was an artillery man. Okay. Right. Uh. I so going going back to the the speed the speed guy going too fast. Right. To, to breathe. not to, to breathe. To make, the, in very recent memory, my bro, my brother's father-in-law. Yeah. Uh, was an engineer probably during World War II, and had a professor who, with all of his calculations, explained why it's it would be impossible to travel faster than the speed of sound. Wow. With all of his calculations. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, and it probably wasn't that far after he said that, that yeah. uh, we did. Gosh, would you want to be that Was that Chuck Yeager?
0: Was it Chuck Yeager? Uh, Might have been. First guy to break the sound barrier. Yeah. Would you we be nervous about that, that? We need to look that up for uh, Tuesday night. 6 something
1: 666650? Six, six, six,
0: six, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Does sound pretty
1: fast. I and
0: mean, and you really
1: don't know what's going to
0: happen. No. Right? Yeah. Here's this, I mean, how it, do you know that that the whole plane doesn't just blow up? Exactly. As soon as you, go you don't, past you the you speed don't just zone. evaporate. But you know that's that's what these guys were like they though. Like you know that. these these um these guys in the space program, they were all test pilots. These were
1: Yeah. These were hardcore the yeah. serious. I'm like, all right, this plane's never been flown before. Let me fly
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what it can do. I, there's this there. scene in Apollo Sick. 13. You've seen, you've seen Apollo 13. Yeah. There's this scene in Apollo 13 where the family's going out to visit Granny at the nursing home. And uh, the kid um, is, is really concerned. And Granny looks, you're afraid, aren't you? And uh, she says, yeah. He says... If they could make a dishwasher fly, my Jimmy could land it. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, wow. that's exactly right. Because goes. these guys, these guys were some hardcore, serious guys. How about this? When the Paris Exhibition of eighteen seventy eight closed, electric light will close with it, and no more will be and no more will be heard of it. Oxford Professor Erasmus Wilson.
1: <laughs> here, here, so every everybody else is short. Pointing out the shortfalls of of science, right? I like uh, I like uh, Alex Lute. <laughs> yeah, he says yeah. nuclear powered vacuum cleaners yeah. will probably be a reality <laughs> within ten years. <laughs> that's the other the other
0: end of uh, the other was, end of these things. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. The telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. William Orton, president of Western Union. Oh gosh! All right, here.
1: Let's get Let's get. Let's get some current ones here. here eighty-one and ninety-five. Okay. So eighty-one. Let me think. Uh, eighty-one. Gosh, I didn't even know that there was such thing as a cellular phone. However, we do have Marty Cooper. Cooper going. Cellular phones will absolutely not replace local wired systems. And nowadays,
0: nowadays, people don't even have, have wired phones in their houses. I,
1: I, I had to get one. It was a package that came with internet, cable, and a phone. So I do actually have a phone number. and not, I don't even know if I have a
0: phone jack in the house. Yeah. I love this one. Before man reaches the moon, your mail will be delivered within hours from New York to Australia by guided missiles we stand on the threshold of rocket mail now you know what this reminds me of one time back back when i was uh driving down route one every day taking a kid to uh school down that way i pulled up next to this truck and i'm not kidding you there was a mailbox with these things mounted on the side of it it looked like rockets (laughs)
1: <laughs> it looks like he was going to launch the it mail. Looked, it
0: looked like a rocket-powered mailbox. Wow, Okay, got
1: Well, talk about He was ahead of his time. Yeah,
0: exactly. He was thinking of Ar- Arthur Summerfield there, the U.S. Well, President. And there's a.
1: Uh, talk about predicting mail delivery in an. Uh, not Arthur Clark. Who's the. Uh, it's it's ABC. You've got. Uh, Asimov, yeah. Asimov, yeah. It's Asimov. He had, in his mind, or in. Not in his mind, but in this world that he created, those pneumatic tubes yeah. went everywhere. Oh. And so, basically, but the idea was a, like a 1950s version of uh, instant communication. Sure. So, I mean, it was a predictor the day of and, internet.
0: Yeah, I remember the day when, when you'd be at a store and they'd take an order and they'd stick it in the tube and swoop, you'd go up to the warehouse. The guy in the warehouse to take the tube out and fill the order and bring it down. down right, to it. right,
1: right. So, so the fundamental idea of rapid, and instant
0: communication. Yeah, and that's what our internet. Is. Exactly. Yeah, it's a little. All right. Better, so, we to get
1: what about art and culture? Yeah. yeah so, I, it's
0: kind it. of hard to divide these things up because some of them kind of cross the line between technology and whatnot. But there is practically no chance communication space satellites will be used to provide better telephone, telegraph, television, or radio <laughs> service inside the United States. That was the head of the Federal Communications Commission.
1: Yeah, well, right. The credentials
0: of these people is very important. Yeah, there's always going to be some Yahoo. Yeah. but uh, We're not talking about like Joe Blow on the side <laughs> of the street. These, <laughs> these are credentialed, respected people at heads of organizations saying these things. They're we funny. don't like their sound, and guitar music is on the way out. <laughs> Decca recording company on d- declining to sign the Beatles. Nineteen
1: sixty-two, guitar music is on the way out. We're yeah. going
0: back to the harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is next? it gonna be flute music from now on. I, come on, what? Gosh, That's hopefully crazy. that guy did. Li- I'm
1: sure. Yeah. Oh, I see. We did they, they didn't even put the guy's name on there
0: because he killed himself. <laughs> After It's on the
1: side of the Beatles.
0: Ronald Reagan doesn't have that presidential look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. some casting guy <laughs>
1: at, at United <laughs> we, Artists. We're not going
0: to cast him as a president. He didn't look like doesn't a president. He not have that, good look. <laughs> that look. Right? Television won't last because people will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. Yes, they will. No, they will soon. Just stare
1: into a little bitty screen, <laughs> two inches wide, <laughs> that they can hold in their lap. That's right. <laughs> That's Which is funny because you, is So when you look at, when you think about the the trajectory, right? Bigger screen, bigger screen, bigger screen. Now you know, seventy two inch inch, right. inch screen. Nobody's ever going. Have you ever been on a plane? Yep. We both just watch movies on one-inch screens yep. all the time. <laughs> Did you see Zoolander? Yeah. Where, <laughs> where, he pulls out a cell phone that that's about the the the, the size of a matchstick box, <laughs> and because at the time you were seeing phones go from that big brick, yeah, and what technology smaller was doing smaller, was making right. them smaller and yeah. smaller. <laughs> so the trajectory would tell you,
0: yeah. But instead, how big are people's cell phones? I know now? nowadays they have these huge things. I, now they're you know, bigger than this. I used I to, have to a like small my phone. I used to like my phone when it was when it was uh, maybe a little bit bigger than a credit card. Um, <laughs> It oh, was fli- like, a flipper. Yeah, because it would fit in my pocket. You know, it was just it wasn't. Oh, now it, even, to it holster, Great big thing.
1: But again, I thought I thought actually that was a good predictor of where cell phones were going because this is pre pre smartphone and pre screen phone, yeah. right? And so that made sense. And yet, look look where we are now.
0: But actually, but, the whole, but the whole point is trajectories don't last forever. You I, know exactly. What, whatever the trajectory is phones are getting smaller okay and people will start thinking okay well they keep getting smaller until they're the size of a gnat. well no it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work that way that's you know projections never go on you, you draw a line and you say oh if we draw this line out for another 10 years this but it never does that yeah. it never continues on the same path for the yeah. next and, 10 years and
1: uh, the jetsons so the jetsons i think the jetsons captured the american view or global view of what the future would look like. So in the 1960s, -hmm. the three most important things of the future were the video phone, the flying car, and the personal robot. That's how we saw (laughs) the future. And guess what? Turns out, we don't want to sit in front of a, a, a TV screen and stare at the other person. We do have stupid FaceTime, but what we want is to not be tethered by the machine that's in the house. Yes. We want it to be able to carry it around. Yeah. So that's the false prediction. Right. The, the flying car, all right, that's just still too complicated. It's too, yeah. and, and it's just not very feasible. Uh, that not that, that, that the flying part. The coordinating of all of us flying around at the same right. time seems seems nuts. And the personal assistant robot. You know, uh, you know, not really. People,
0: people, had, people had naive ideas about what it would take to make a robot. Uh-huh. You know, the, 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 the idea, s- something as simple as walking, they didn't really think it through very well. Yeah. And they, they just really didn't understand how incredibly complex <laughs> yeah. the calculations are to do something like walking. And they're, they're starting to solve these You're kinds You're getting of pretty problems. good. I
1: mean, yeah. like you see robots like walking up steps I and know. doing backflips yeah. and playing soccer doing, and stuff. Doing pretty like. amazing but I mean, things. You know, that's... Cutting edge, yeah. not easy, and of course, you know, they're not making you a meal and going to fix you a drink cocktail. Right. That's, you, yeah,
0: you yeah know, that's right. I want to be able yeah, to come home like and that, say, but... where's, where's dinner? All right, so um, I like this one. It'll be gone by June, Variety Magazine on rock and roll in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they didn't put that woman's name there either. Exactly. Why I say woman? Why, what would you say? Um, variety, I don't know. Variety Magazine. <laughs> No, just my internal misogyny. (laughs) Okay, all right. You can say that. And for the tourist who really wants to get away from it all, safaris in Vietnam. (laughs) Newsweek predicting popular holidays for the late 1960s. If you don't mind the noise. (laughs) Surfing while the bombs are going off. (laughs) How about this? Remote shopping, while entirely feasible, will flop. Time Magazine, 1966.
1: Yeah, who wants to do that? Because no, nobody, nobody, especially you and I, enjoy a day
0: of wandering around Macy's. <laughs> so isn't that, who wants to be at home and just have their things delivered? Exactly. Just kind of look up the thing. I've got to tell you this story. One time, uh, my sister and I wanted to get a present for my brother. And my sister pulled out this, this uh, Sears advertisement and said, Well, let's get in this, this tool set. And it, I said, Sure. So we get in the car, we drive to Sears, I walk in, I find the thing, I pick, take it out, I put it on the counter, I take out my wallet. My sister says, no, 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 wait! <laughs> what? What? We need to look around. <laughs> 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 no, we came here to buy this thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. And, and,
1: right, I mean, there's, and there's a evolutionary psychology lesson here, right? Which is? Which is that... Women are hunters, are are gatherers, and men Men are are hunters. hunters. (laughs) They identify the thing and they They get it? And they kill it.
0: And women, you look around, you're (laughs) you're looking for the berries. You find that? Yeah, I, I think so. I think there might be something to that. How about this one? There are just not that many videos I want to watch. That was the chief technology officer and co founder of YouTube. Expressing concerns about his company's long-term viability. Wow. Now there's, what's what the statistics? There's something like 10,000 video, I, I'm, I'm mangling this, but 10,000 videos are uploaded every minute or something uh, like that. No,
1: that's probably not far off at all. Now, I tell you here, Here, let me give you some of my the predictions that I would have made. Okay. I wouldn't have gone very well. Uh, with the first and, but I wasn't alone. With the first VCR... Mm -hmm. The end of the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Of course. Why would you go to the movie theater anymore? (coughs) In fact, right now, they're releasing... uh, I I don't know, some Marvel super thing. Uh, Black Widow Mm -hmm. was released in the movies for... And and got $60 million. And released on Disney Plus for $80 million. or, Or whatever it was. But...
0: So, you could have sat home. hmm. But some people went anyway. Yeah. I, I would, I, this because is, there's an appeal to having this huge screen. And, it, right. Yes. But I think,
1: you know, people would. Uh, uh, it would have surprised me. And the good thing
0: I didn't have. Money to uh, invest.
1: Money to invest. I would have <laughs> spent it all in beta. I was yeah. It on, yeah, I spent it on three things beta, Blockbuster. Right. And TomTom. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And, and they're all gone. All gone. There's all my, my my entire family fortune.
0: How about this one? There's no chance that the iPhone is going to get any significant market share. Steve Walmer, Microsoft CEO. What year? Uh, that was 2007. Is he still with the company? <laughs> I don't know. But of course, there's a little bit of rivalry there, Microsoft versus uh, Apple, but how about this now, one?
1: And what is, uh, is, is Microsoft uh, behind the uh, Android?
0: no no google's behind android microsoft had this weird phone are they in the um, phone business they had this phone for a while there was like a windows based phone and i have a friend who swears by me th- said they were the greatest things in the world but I, I don't think they've done very well on the phone side i can't of believe
1: that they, they have uh, not been more forceful in the cell yeah. in the smartphone market isn't
0: that funny because smartphones
1: but, but Google bought somebody. They didn't develop. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they buy stuff all the time. <laughs> they buy
0: everybody. Right. How about this one? Um, actually, if, somebody
1: bought them, right? Is it
0: Facebook and Google? Google no, has no, Facebook? no, no, no. No, no, no. Google's bought uh, YouTube and a bunch of other things. But, yeah, yeah. Google has YouTube. Yeah. Right, yeah. If, uh, if excessive smoking actually plays a role in the production of lung cancer, it seems to be a minor one. This is the head of the National Cancer Institute. What in did he also work for? Philip Morris? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> How about this one? Have you ever stood around a campfire? Breezy did. <laughs> Just do it for fun. You know, no, it will make war impossible. Yeah. Said Hiram Maxim, inventor of the machine gun, in response to the question, "Will this gun not make war more terrible?" So there have been so many. Well, for, well
1: World War One was the war to end all because. The horror of World War
0: One was no one is ever going to. Yeah, you're never going to have a war again. But this has happened so many times. The longbow was supposed to be like the end of <laughs> the end of all wars Wait, because, because you didn't have to fight up close anymore. Yeah, because you, I mean, the, nobody. The longbow basically stopped um, uh, the reliance on on armor because the, if the long the longbow could pierce the armor so it, it kind of made knights on horses not, and more so obsolete
1: Yeah, yeah as, exactly. you,
0: as we've known because we've seen it yeah we just always figure out better and better ways to kill one another so yeah we're good um, at the idea that cavalry cavalry will be replaced by these iron coaches is absurd it's a little short of treasonous and this is uh, uh aid to field marshal haig about a tank demonstration okay, so is this the brits
1: well good thing the americans came with reliable tanks Yeah,
0: I must confess that my imagination refuses to see any sort of submarine doing anything but suffocating its crew and floundering at sea. All right, now hold on. Uh, Fortunately, this isn't coming from the greatest futurist of his time, (laughs) H.G. Wells. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I know. Good grief! I mean, if there's anybody who could would not possibly be
0: on this list, right? It's H.G. Yeah, he made the list. He made the list. Yeah. Now, now this, this next one, oh boy, this, this, is is a treat. this is just, this is just a little much the environment. I mean, oh so, so we've already seen that predictions are bad, but predictions about the environment are just, they're so terrible. And, and,
1: and, and, and we could at least make fun of these. Sorry, 19th century people, but now let's get to our current age. These the, people are alive and walking around.
0: 20th century people. So, Paul Ehrlich, it, oh, we, could, we could do an entire episode just on stupid quotes from Paul Ehrlich. He said so yes, many dumb and things. And he's still he's still revered, admired, and probably has tenure somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, in, in 1967, Paul Ehrlich said it will be in the time of famine in 1975. Yep. In 1969, he predicted that everyone would disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 19, uh, yes.
1: 1989,
0: 1989 went without blue steam. I don't remember December the 12. blue steam. Yeah. In 1970, he said the oceans would be dead within a decade. Right, and he's right. And then, and this then one, he wrote another book. Yeah. And now, now this one, I I like this quote because this epitomizes what the environmentalists want us to believe. And he says, the trouble with almost all environmental problems is that by the time we have enough evidence to convince people, you're dead. In in other words... I love it! In other words, you better believe our crazy predictions because otherwise you're going to be dead. Well, uh, how many times have you heard that? You hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. You You want to wait uh, for proof? It'll be too late. Al Gore probably said the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he did. Uh, As a matter of fact, we have an Al Gore quote in here uh, in 2008 al gore said the polar ice cap will be gone by 2013.
1: well there you go al. Still yeah. there yeah, yeah. yes it, right if we wait to see
0: if our predictions are true it'll be too late it'll be too late. you have you have to go based on our predictions which have just such we've already explained all the predictions that just like turned out to be garbage um all right, James Lodge from the National Center for Atmospheric Research, you know, not some slouch, said in 1970 that air pollution may obliterate the sun and cause, not not actually, but b- block out the sun, and cause a new ice age in the first third of the new century. Also, the demands for cooling water at electric power facilities will boil every river dry in the nation.
1: Okay, uh, James, uh, what are you doing now? Take, take, what else we have here in the, uh, oh, so much environmental...
0: De- Department of Geological Services at Brown University w- sent a letter to the president warning that a global deterioration of climate by order of magnitude larger than any hitherto experienced by civilized mankind is a very real possibility and indeed may be very soon. Lower food production, shorter growing seasons, snowstorms, and killer frosts. I don't remember any killer frosts. I don't remember any killer frosts.
1: And uh, we famine is really famine. The only famine left is man-made famine.
0: Yes, because we have, because technology increases have increased food production, aston in an astonishing way throughout the entire world. And now, right? And now we are paying farmers not to grow food. Yeah, because we're just we're, we're
1: glutting the system. And the
0: number of people engaged in farming. Like it used to be, like half the country was engaged in farming, yeah. and now it's like you know one percent. Right, one percent
1: feeds feeds all of the United States and, and has several other countries and yeah. the rest
0: of the world. Right. So in 1974, satellites show a new ice age is coming fast. World average temperatures are falling. There there are yeah. lots of quotes of you know people the whole global warming thing, people will say, well wait a minute, weren't they predicting an ice age in the 70s? Well, they were, and there's there's actually a lot of quotes about that. Remember ozone depletion, how we were all going to die oh because the ozone layer sorry. was going to oh, oh, everybody who used hairspray was, was committing was, genocide. Exactly. We're killing the whole world. How about acid rain? Remember that? Oh, I forgot about old acid rain. Yeah. What was the other one? Dioxin? What was that one? Like the, the dioxin in your coffee filters is like going to wipe out the, the world. Um, <laughs> Droughts, sea level change will cover the Maldives in the next 30 years. Somebody yeah, I, know, said the you know what, I noticed that the,
1: and the Maldives are like, the highest point is like six feet above sea level. And it's still not. Yeah, yes. And why did the Chinese just spend $30 million to build an airport uh, on the Maldives if they thought if that, they thought uh, that it was going to go away? Yeah, and why did uh, you know Barack Obama buy a uh, mansion on Martha's Vineyard? Three feet above sea level. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Nope. How I, that, that's what I want to say. All, like, follow the money. How many people are moving off? How many rich people who have oceanfront Florida property are moving inland because they? Well, why? because they're going to the, the, the land is clearly going to lose value. All you need is a three foot sea rise, and your your property is going to be worth nothing. But nobody's thinking How that. come they're doing? How come they're not moving? Right. Well, because they don't really believe it. <laughs> no. Yeah. But they are. But they are they are paying in, they, they are contributing to these people's funds right yes yeah. they are going to conferences and the,
0: but they're not moving no yeah it's it's a weird disconnect. Isn't it? so so what are the lessons from all this I would say the first lesson is predicting the future is pretty hard <laughs> yeah yeah you're not all boobs you're boobs for trying but you're, you're not it's hard it, it is very hard these are these are eminent intelligent you know
1: people running major corporations well
0: well credentialed people making just absolutely crazy predictions of the future that turned out to be wrong now i guess to me the modern the modern application of this is right now right now today we have a lot of people telling us that we have to believe their predictions of the future about about climate or about the COVID 19 or about you know whatever it is all these different predictions and they're telling us the experts tell us that blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just you just read me five pages of experts that said a bunch of complete nonsense. So, so the bottom line is, uh, I don't think we really need to listen to this well, stuff. We, what
1: we need to do is have a combination of government and big tech deciding what can be predicted. There you go. And I think that's that's, that's be the most do. helpful thing. Yes. And what you can even what you can even text between two
0: private citizens exactly. Facebook should probably intervene. Like if you say, "I think it's going to rain tomorrow," Facebook should come in and decide whether you should be able to say that or not. Yes, because yeah, a combination
1: of big a big tech government entity.
0: Yeah, the two of them combined wouldn't that be make the world better? To control
1: misinformation, boy, also known as information that you don't like. <laughs> And something that you thought was true last week turned out not to be true, might be true in the future, but at every step along the way. No. Couldn't yeah. we just
0: have... Wouldn't that be lovely? Okay, and speaking, speaking of overreaching authority... Okay, and, and we have having, a man of the week. We have a man of the week. So, remember uh, Whitmer, the Governor Gretchen Whitmer yeah. of uh, Michigan, who, who had all these crazy rules. Like, you can go into the store, but you can't buy... Peas, or like you know, all these, just crazy uh, yeah. so rules. While
1: you're stuck at home, you can't garden or paint your house. Yeah, oh, <laughs> right. but You can only you buy the it.
0: things I tell you you can <laughs> buy, because somehow or other that's related to spreading COVID, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean it's just insanity. She was she was drunk on power. Well, the Michigan Senate has repealed her emergency powers. My God! So finally, yeah, finally, and and this is this is what we need. The reason we have checks and balances. The reason we have we don't just have a king in charge of everything. Um, we have we but have legislatures. We thought, have courts. I
1: thought even in the in the midst of her power drunkenness, yeah. was above water in popularity. Yeah, just terrifying. I know it is. What's terrifying. going on up there, Michigan?
0: I know. What's wrong with you guys? Why did you put up with this stuff? But fortunately, your. Uh, your legislature has decided to to get rid of this to, to do its
1: job and uh, you know be that third branch that reels back in the power from
0: the branch that is usurping too much power. Yeah, so we want we want checks and balances. We don't want some we don't lone want, wolf being in charge of everything. We don't want courts
1: deciding what legislation is. We don't want a government. Officials to be unchecked by courts or
0: legislature. we have these checks and balances for a reason. It's working. Yeah, and so well done, Michigan Senate. We're actually behaving the way it's supposed to. Good job there. All right. Cheers. If you like beer and conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook—all that good stuff. Thank you so much.